0: Welcome to The Server Effect, a podcast of travel story. Each week, we hope to bring you a conversation with someone we met overseas. And at last, one good story. Episode 58, Coincidences, Lago de Títlan where Suna tends Mayan altars. I just left Valparaiso, Chile, which is a port city on the Pacific Ocean that is covered in the most beautiful murals and graffiti uh, that I've (laughs) ever seen. It's like a mini San Francisco with even more old world charm, little hills and art everywhere you look. And before I left, I saw, scrawled on one wall, a quotation. Amo el amor de los marineros que besan y se van. I love the love of sailors who love and leave. So, uh, let's start with this weird coincidence that you live in a tiny town, in Guatemala, mm. where I spent a month last summer, <laughs> of all
1: places in the world. We call it the Atitlan Connection. The Atitlan Connection. As you know, it's a quite intense place. It, sounds like, yeah. it happens quite a lot that you meet people that you met there. They um, say, it's a, um, usually one huge volcano. Right? There's like pieces found in, in the States and mm-hmm. different places. I blew up like 75,000 yeah. like years ago, something like that. And the symbol of fire is like a triangle above, and the symbol of water, now it's a lake. Yeah. Right? A symbol down. So it's like the, the local shamans say it's the what in Christianity you would say, we call the Spiritus Santo. <laughs> right? The Holy Spirit. So that's like a manifest. You can manifest things quite. Quickly. Faster and it's kind of like an intense place, you know. So like you still have the fire from the volcanoes in the underground, and as we know, the water is conductive, and, and there's always a special, special kind of people that goes there, comes there. I was and, gonna um, ask that as one of my
0: first questions. Like, <clears throat> do you feel like it is a certain
1: type that you meet that has a connection there? A mm, certain maybe not a type as such. There's like many kind of different types. Type. Yeah. Definitely, like interesting, kind of like intense people. Mm. Like it is an intense place. Um, there's many places around the world where that like have these this feeling of an uh, an intenseness about it, right? Mm-hmm. It's like Mount Chester in the States and all these things, and and the Lake has that as well. Mm-hmm. And it's not like it, there's the people who come there. It's not like one particular type. Well, in Samakos, you have the, like, by now, it's like the esoteric scene, right? Yoginis, yoga retreats, Mm -hmm. meditations, all this stuff, but in general, it's quite mixed up. Mm -hmm. But it's people looking for something like seekers, Mm -hmm. you know. Mm -hmm. Some are also lost, (laughs) obviously, but it's Mm -hmm. like young and old, Mm -hmm. you know. I know the hippies have been coming there since the 60s from the States Mm -hmm. as well. Mm -hmm. Uh, Many books have been written there and all this stuff. And do you feel the energy? Can
0: you put it into words? Like, is it <clears throat> palpable to the
1: senses in some way? Um, usually, what like like ninety five percent of all people that come there and spend time there longer time, uh, when they describe the lake or their stay at the at the lake, and they one of the first words they they mention is intense. yeah, yeah. It's very, yeah. you know, and it has this intenseness about it. So it's like. It could be the the best time of your life, then they came back, and it could be the worst time of your life. You know, it's like super manifestation, <laughs> manifesting. Um, yeah, it's, it's just a very special place. Mm-hmm.
0: And so that leads me to ask, are you an intense person? Oh, I'm definitely <laughs> an intense person. What do you say, Carson? Yeah, I
1: Times more intense than others. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: Okay, so one of my common first questions to kind of maybe throw people off a little bit and get them in the right mindset for an interview is, uh, can you describe yourself, your appearance, for my listeners? My
1: appearance? Paint a picture of what you look like. Uh, I'm not too fond of like the whole form identification thing. Yeah. I, I think it's uh, deceiving at times. I agree. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, No.
0: <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> you're the first <laughs> that yep. is fantastic okay. I've been waiting for that to happen you know because it's a really it's an intense question you know mm. it's hard to not only is it hard but it can be uncomfortable I think or. I, don't know or I, I could describe
1: myself but it's not uncomfortableness. it's just uh, it, doesn't, it doesn't really matter so much will you talk about your name? Mm? will you talk about your name? Yeah, we can talk about my name. It's Suna, right? Yeah, my name is Suna. 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 Uh, but in Latin America, there's only Felipe. <laughs> Felipe. Felipe. How did you pick up that name? Because like, there is no word that's similar to Suna in Spanish, really so much. It would be the closest thing would be American, it would be Sunny or something. Mm-hmm. I definitely don't want to <laughs> be Sunny. So it's like Felipe. Alright, I'm Felipe, right? So it's, like, it's my second name. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Suna is my Danish name. It's like the old Scandinavian. Uh-huh. What does Asuna mean? Yeah, it them. means uh, the son of the son. Uh, can also mean the son of the father. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a great name. Apparently in, in South Africa it also means the melody of God. <laughs> <laughs> <And> even better. <laughs> yeah. uh, so,
0: my next question is always, can you describe where we are right now? Oh, we're... Are, we're, yeah. we're not in Antifa right now. We're not in an Antifa, no. <laughs> Sadly.
1: No, this is a bad place. (laughs) No, no, we're in center of Copenhagen. Um, kind of a part in Copenhagen that's um, multicultural area. Mm -hmm. Sitting in uh, an apartment, quite typical apartments. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah.
0: Oh, yeah. Uh, special significance to me. Uh, Soren Kierkegaard is buried just. Like a block away. Yeah. <laughs> over there yeah, in Hans yeah. Christian Anderson and Yeah, beautiful people park. People. Beautiful park. I love that park. People sitting picnicking among the graves. Yes. <laughs> i have never seen that before. Life and death comes together, right? It's beautiful. Yeah, it so how did you get from here to there? How did you end up in San Marcos? What's the story?
1: Uh, I was kind of like, I grew up traveling a lot with my parents, especially my mom. She was like a backpacker before she she got married and all this stuff, so she traveled quite a lot. And um, I knew it was like after high school I wanted to do something, you know, get out. And so I did, and I was like uh, six months to Spanish school. I wanted to learn Spanish properly, and um, then do Spain, and then a new program opened up in Ecuador. And Why Spanish? I don't know, I sounded, I wanted to learn. It. it sounded interesting, and then, you know, it's like, yeah. I already knew a couple languages, so it's like, yeah, yeah, Spanish. And, um, I did that, and I got a bum. I stayed with the family, and uh, after a short while, I got my own apartment and a job offer and all this stuff. And I came back to Denmark after seven months, and I was like, what am I supposed to do here? You know, it's like, <laughs> I live in absolute, uh, You know, so exciting out there. Uh, Everything's going for me, and it's like awesome. So I went back, and then that's been happening ever since. (laughs) Yeah, the reason why I I now live in Guatemala, not Ecuador. I I I, I stayed some years in Ecuador, and in many many aspects they're quite similar. Small country has like you know. uh, Jungle, highlands, coastlines, all this stuff, but it's also the indigenous uh, people. And I was sitting here with Constant, it's actually his apartment over here. I met him in 99 in Ecuador. He was traveling with his friend. They uh, went to this infamous uh, tour together in the, in the Amazon. And all these people, you know, I mean, like if you travel year after year, many years, it's been 19 years now, I think. Uh, you meet so many people, right? But this particular tour was like these people who were on this tour just stayed together, and became best friends, and it was kind of funny like that, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but he actually told me Constant to uh, to come to Guatemala because like if you're sick of Ecuador, you definitely go try to check it out. And I and I mean, other people telling me the same thing, coming from the north, right, and traveling down. And so when I, a couple of times on vacation and checked it out, I was like, okay, that's that's it. Eh? A <laughs> uh, yeah.
0: specifically. A specifically. Yeah. 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 Would
1: you say it was the the energy there that? Yeah, that I think so because there. I always end up uh, like staying at at local, like in the highlands and by volcanoes and yeah, <clears throat> I knew I was looking for water I'm close to home from Denmark range right? yeah. so it's like <laughs> 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 and that was, it was a fantastic place.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and so what have you done uh, to get by? I mean, how have you
1: made it work? Uh, just practically, I'm fascinated as another inspiring right. immigrant. Well, I do, like, since I'm, my family kind of, like, of mostly died when I was quite young. So I inherited a house and I, like, I'm renting out. Mm-hmm. So that gives me an income every month. But I've also had a nightclub, a restaurant uh, for more than 10 years. It was like, wow. Well, yeah. wow. So, yeah, that was quite beautiful in the beginning. Yeah, of course, you get tired of it. <laughs> also, the inflow of more and more tourists, backpackers. Back then, there wasn't that many. It was more word of mouth, friends of friends of friends, you know. And by the time the masses kind of came in, I think it's a little bit overkill. Yeah. So, I got out of that. And you mentioned
0: something fascinating to me that, uh, the local people kind of pulled you into, uh, tending to the, the ritual sites. Right, 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 yeah, yeah. So there's a reserve, uh, like a forest preserve and mountain mm-hmm. or hill and mm-hmm. lake, uh, on the lake and, I guess, um, significant spots
1: where... It's yeah, there's. The I, I, I didn't mean, witness it. In my co- time. it's where co- them all. There's, there's sacred spots everywhere. the yeah. uh, yeah. fire ceremonies, right? Yeah, yeah. That's the, the speciality. They also do like other ceremonies with, with the other elements, but fire is the one that's. You know. It, who pulled you into that? Ah, uh, honestly, <laughs> random. I I I didn't really want to study it. I was never really so much into <laughs> like oh, you know that kind of scene, but. I guess my mom had a little bit of that as well, you yeah, know? yeah. and it ended up, like, these old uh, guys, would get my friends, and it's like, hey, could you, do, could you help us out on the weekends? And I was like, yeah, sure thing, you know, we hanging around and, and talking, and I like to talk to, like, older people, you know, mm-hmm. They have a little more uh, experience and wisdom. Yeah. So, you know, we started hanging out, and then doing the ceremonies, and then it was, you know, was helping out with that, and... Well, you know, it's been hundreds of ceremonies since. Yeah. Um, and got initiated as well, and all this kind of stuff. Wow. Uh, uh, it's not really my path though, but like I really appreciate it, and I do it sometimes alone, like yeah. not for anybody else. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. I just can't tell you how weird it is to me because <laughs> I <laughs> specifically walked up from the water, you know, looking for those sites because I I read about them. Mm. And I thought I found them, but you know, it's very simple looking to mm-hmm. someone who knows nothing about it. You know. Yes. Yeah. But, but I felt I came away feeling like well, I didn't really come to understand this. You know. Mm-hmm. And now I meet you on the other side of the world, and you are one of the people that takes care of. Like we stood at the same spot, I'm sure. You know. Yeah. There's different uh-huh. levels of understanding. That's just. Uh-huh.
1: What does it mean? <laughs> <laughs> it's just weird, you know. Well, it. it, it, it uh-huh doesn't surprise me anymore. This is quite the usual stuff. Yeah. Interconnectedness, you know?
0: Yeah. Uh, well. So, do you think living in Guatemala has. Made, now it sounds like a dumb question, but has it changed you? <laughs> of oh, course it has. Yes, but yes, of course. Let me yeah. adjust that. How has it changed you?
1: <laughs> oh, uh, how's it changed me? That's a good question if you can remember who I was before,
0: right?
1: <laughs> um, Oh, many levels. I, I kind of like the, the living in a society where there's not really a fashion or you have to hang out with like uh, the same age or whatever. You have like friends or community that's older and younger and that's fine and you come together and uh, you know there's no fashion and there's no thing you have to do. Mm-hmm. I really like that. Um, it's definitely, you know, it's like living in a free societies there's room, there's not too many rules and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Of course, it's coming now, it's modern, well, getting more modern, right? But um, how has it changed me? Man? In many ways. It's like, yeah. I mean, 15 years, that's... It's a lot of experience. I mean, like, at the lake, it's always intense. So you never, I mean, every week is different. Like, even the towns are different, yeah, every year is different. And, I mean, it's intense people coming there, too. So it's it's intense by yourself, but it's also intense with people, and um, so it's you always get to experience something. Yeah, you know, you're never bored. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, I'm
0: just kicking myself for waiting till the last minute to do this interview because oh, since I have to go in a few minutes, uh, <laughs> <All> <laughs> so right. I'm just gonna nice. rush to the last question, cool. which is, do you have any favorite travel story? Uh, Not necessarily
1: from Guatemala, but if that's it, sure. Um, Oh, there's lots and lots of stories, of course. I mean, I've been traveling 19 years by myself. Um, But we can take one of the coincidences, for example, you know. um, There's lots of them, but I mean, uh, for example, you know, it's like you meet the same people. Like, for example, I'm I'm in a hostel in, in Ecuador up in the mountains. And I'm in the kitchen and I'm opening the door to the living room. And I can feel that somebody taking the, uh, the handle on the other side. And I say, like, okay. And I open it up and it's my best friend from boarding school. All right? It's like, oh, what are you doing here? are you doing here? Or walking in, like, you know, Chiang Mai up in North Thailand, way out of the tourist route with deep jungle. And we're just walking, walking. And it's like, you can see one person a straight road it's like a little tiny person coming closer, 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 closer and it's my ex-girlfriend <laughs> you know <That's> <laughs> like what are you doing here? so these coincidences I mean like it's one thing I believe in it's like everything's interconnected yeah, um, yeah. so that's the that's the kind of um, the spooky side to all this yeah. Um,
0: yeah yeah what do you think about travel in general? I mean so much, and mm. it being part of your character, have you formed any
1: opinions about travel? I uh, you know the one thing about traveling that's like I think the the most important, or yeah, it gives you pr- perspectives. So it's like we, they say, uh, perspectives is the grand pillar of wisdom, mm-hmm. right? And we, if we stay too long in one place, we forget. It's like you know. And if you go from place to place, it's always fresh, new. You take uh, so many more decisions a day than you would staying at home in your own home, in your own society, and whatever. Also, the paradigms. You have to understand new paradigms. You have to speak in new paradigms. um, You become more open. And, um, and, um, yeah, you can understand people, other people, other cultures, and so on. So it makes you... Get a little deeper insight on on the human life in general. Maybe you now something like you know nature and so on.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm gonna press you on that question, and then okay. that'll be it. The end. Uh, but only because I've been thinking more and more about that statement that you become open, or that it broadens your mind. Mm-hmm. Because everyone tells me that, you know, mm-hmm. every single person that I interview, just about, and I want to know. Deep what that means, you know what I mean. So, so in your case, how have you
1: been open as a result of travel? Uh, I mean, like it's a, bit, a lot of other, um, you know, people with different paradigms have, you know, different paradigms, and so it's like, um, for example, I, when I used to work in the Amazon, uh, I have a friend of mine that the chief's uh, son. We were, like, 15 days in the jungle, and we met, like, one guy in a canoe. It was, like, way deep there. Nobody lives up there. And there was, like, one guy in the canoe, and they were, like, you know, barely said hi, and they camped with us in the fireplace, and we put the tourists to sleep, and we talked to, you know, among the guides. And I was, like, uh, it, he told me, it's my uncle. I haven't seen him in 15 years. I was, like, are you not happy to see him? I was, like, I'm very happy to see him. He was my favorite uncle. And, like, "But well, okay, but you didn't seem happy. It was, like. I am very happy. It's like it, w- it feels like it was yesterday. So like not not seeing people or not like writing immediately or calling immediately, you can be away for years. But if you meet somebody and it's like feels like yesterday, that's that's uh, you know that's the most important thing. Mm-hmm. I think in the Western world we're often like, you know, where have you been? What's the day? You know, it's like, that's not that's not uh, what's about. Yeah, you know? yeah. Uh, that's one thing, for example. <laughs>
0: that's uh that's beautiful. Yeah. Thank you so much. And uh thank you for speaking English. Thank I appreciate you. that. <laughs> uh, good luck on your travels, eh? Thank you. Let's go back home uh, in Lattila. That's right. Yeah. no for sure. Thank you so much to Suna for sharing his stories and his time with us in Copenhagen. And thank you so much to Dana Boulet for sharing her wonderful French accordion music. You should go check her out on iTunes, Dana Boulet. And thank you for listening.